0: What's going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the showdown slate between the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on an Apple podcast link down below. It is called the DK DFS show. And if you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would help me out a ton because again, every single rating review just boosts me up in those Apple podcast rankings. If you are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that at patreon.com. I offer an MBA package as well as an eSports package. So with the eSports package, you get Call of Duty CSGO. And we get CSGO slates every single day, normally in the morning. So it's, it's kind of fun to have a morning sweat. Uh, and then Call of Duty, we, we get slates usually four times a week. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If you're not familiar with Prize Picks, there's a couple different ways you can play. So, uh, the original way is you can take over, under, and fancy points, or, you know, fancy scores. So, like, Jokic is projected for 56 fancy points, do it the under, do it the over. That, that is basically the idea. Um, they already have a good amount of players posted for, for the game tomorrow. And you can also play single stats. So you can take over, under, on points, assist, rebounds, three-pointers made. They also have every sport you can think of, MLB, eSports. You can play first-half contests for NBA if that's something you're interested in. Um, yeah, so it, it's really fun. It's a nice change of pace, too, from DraftKings because you're not playing against anyone. So if you guys want to try it out in San Francisco, DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You'll get a 100% match up to $100. So going over a couple that I like here. Let's see. So Chris Paul is productive for 37 I mean, he looked 100%, right? That shoulder didn't look like it bothered him at all. He played 36 minutes, too. I think I like the over there in Chris Paul, assuming we get similar run from him. Uh, and then Jokic kind of had an off game last game. Don't mind going uh, back to him and maybe taking the over there. Also, we have MPJ currently listed as questionable. That's pretty significant. So, you know, that would be a slight boost to Jokic. But then one guy that might start, uh, I would assume Jamal Green starts if MPJ is out. Um, so like if you get the notification that that mpj is out you maybe want to try to hustle and get the over on jamonko So i would i would guess he picks up the start uh, if mpj can't go um and finally i just want to thank you guys again for the continued support again uh everyone that likes these videos is in the live stream and um, yeah, again, that, that helps a ton, guys. So if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I'm live. Again, I will be live tomorrow. Make sure to check it out. Uh, I'll be uh, live for probably you know 20-ish minutes or so. Uh, you know, break down the slate again and answer any questions you guys have. And let's try to aim for 150 likes on this video. All right. So before we talk about players and the prices for this showdown slate, we can look back at my lineup here from uh, Tuesday slate. So Tuesday, uh, I am not tilted about playing Rudy Gobert. Nope. I am not tilted at all. You're tilted. Not me. Nope. I am very tilted because the first time I think all year I've played overrated Rudy Gobert. It was another super low-scoring night. Um, so my two favorite spin-ups were Mitchell and Embiid. Now Mitchell was the absolute chalk. Embiid was low-owned. I, I was kind of surprised. I only saw thirty-four percent Joel Embiid. That was massive, massive. Um, Clarkson and, and Ingles were also two two of my favorite plays. Once Conley went down, they were both fine. Clarkson started the game like zero of seven. Ingles started red-hot, but then did like nothing in the in the second half. All right, so. Tolted a little bit about, about Rudy Gobert. Again, probably the most overrated player, in my, in my opinion, in the NBA. Um, number two. So, Ty Lu. Ty, Ty Lu Ty Lu Basically playing a six-man rotation. Last last few games, they against Dallas. It worked. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to continue this rotation, tight rotation. You know, starters are all going to play big minutes. They're going to play small. So, what does Tyrone Liu do? What does he do? Goes from basically a six-man rotation to... <laughs> But basically a preseason eleven-man rotation. Eleven-man rotation. Let me re- just. Nick Nick Batum, been playing thirty-five to forty minutes a night. Played well when he was out there. Twenty-one minutes. I didn't play him, but I guess he got in foul trouble, right? Jackson was 17 minutes. They played the boogeyman. You you show you want to go small, but you play DeMarcus Cousins, and then they played Zubac 20 minutes. How about basically a guy out of the rotation and Luke Kennard playing 30 minutes too? Oh, so yeah not 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 super happy about that but what i am happy about is had um three patreon members have massive nights massive massive nights so that makes me really happy um they avoided go uh they won uh huge huge money so congrats to all you guys uh, on the big nights again even though i got left out of the ca- cash um it's always great when you, when you guys have, have uh, big, big nights. That, that really does make my day. So, yeah, the rest of my lineup, um, again, I thought Morris and Batum would play their normal 35 to 40 minutes. That didn't happen <laughs> because the Clippers ran a lot of man rotation. Uh, I thought Terrence Mann would get, you know, the one guy at on the bench that might play 15 to 20 minutes. Basically got a DNP. Uh, and then, yeah, so the, the Clippers, Ty Lue basically just trolled me. He, he trolled me. I uh, hope you guys had a, a good night, and uh, yeah, let, let's move on to the showdown slate. So, uh, going over the Vegas odds for this one, it, it's Denver and Phoenix, a two twenty-two over under. The Suns are six-point favorites. So, we'll start off with Denver. And Nicole Jokic at 11-8, um, I, I think is is clearly the, the safest spend-up right because just has a high floor and high ceiling. He had one of his worst games I've seen and still for 46 fancy points, so... Yeah, I do like Jokic a lot here at the top. Uh, you know, is he an, is he a must on the show on the slate? If MPJ is in, no, he's not a must. You could get a little bit different, but like he he's a scary fade for sure on the show on the slate. Now, Michael Porter Jr. news is massive, right? He is currently questionable. If he can't go, that changes a ton for the Nuggets. Again, my guess would be either Jamal Green or Paul Millsap starts. Either way, both should get more minutes, and then both those guys become really good value plays. So yeah, monitor that. Uh, MPJ himself, if he does play, it's just he's been very up and down. Right, I I don't don't have a good read on MPJ. Um, So yeah, if he does play, more of a contrarian play for me. If he's out, we'll we'll talk about Green and Millsap. I think get a pretty big boost. Now with the guards, with Camposo, Morris, and Austin Rivers, they've shown they're going to go with a hot hand, right? Mike Malone is going to go with the hot hand, which makes all three a little bit risky. Uh, and Will Barton not expected to play either. He is doubtful. So uh, he is getting close, though, it looks like. So, yeah, like Monty Morris was the most popular of the three last game, and he shot one of 10. So they closed the Camposo. We had a good game. And that was the first time Camposo closed in a while. Right? The last three games he didn't close, that was the first time. So, uh, again, they're, they're going to go through a hot hand situation here with Camposo, Morris, and, and Austin Rivers. Um, You know, Campozo and Matamoros are the much better point printed guys. They are a little more expensive. It's tricky. I think Campozo might be slightly more popular after that last game, right? Kind of the recency bias narrative. Talked about that with Gallinari. This is, you know, a whole different story. But um, it's crazy that Gallinari went from literally 70% last slate to 5% this slate. I talked about it. Like, nothing changed, right? Nothing changed. Deion Hunter still out. And he went from the absolute chalk. To unowned because of you know one bad game. So re- recency bias is a real thing. It, it is in DFS. So I do think Composo might get slightly more ownership because of that, that last big game. Again, they're got ga- they're going to go the hot hand with these two. Um, and Morris, after the bad game, might might be a little bit lower-owned after he was popular and let a lot of people down. So uh, I don't mind going to Morris uh, over Camposo. I think he might come in slightly lower ownership. We'll see. We'll see. I think both are, are pretty similar plays, right, because uh, I don't think they close with both Morris and Camposo together. Aaron Gordon at 6.6K. I think it's actually a pretty safe play because we know Gordon is going to play about 30 minutes. Um, you know, he's been doing a little bit of a better job in the offensive end, 30-plus uh, fancy points the last year game. So I think Aaron Gordon's a pretty safe player here in the mid range. And then, yeah, Jamunca Green at 4'8". Uh, he's been a solid player off the bench for, for Denver. He won it for a double-double last game. So even if MPJ plays, I think Jamunca Green is fine value. Uh, that if, if MPJ misses, then it's going to be a lot more minutes for Green, probably more minutes for Millsap, who would be a really good value too. So, again, monitor that. Austin Rivers, I would assume, plays somewhere around 30-ish minutes. He's really taking a step back offensively, and he does have a, he definitely has the lowest floor out of those three Denver guards, but he's also the cheapest. So, yeah, he's in play, and you're never getting excited about playing Austin Rivers. Never. I mean, I played him a couple seconds ago, 40 minutes, 7 fancy points. So, the floor is, is there, obviously, with Rivers. Now, Millsap at 2-6. If MPJ's in, probably plays somewhere around 10 to 15 minutes off the bench, mainly to back up Jokic. Um, and he actually is a pretty decent point-per-minute guy. Now, if again, if MPJ's out, I think either Green or Millsap starts. And whoever doesn't start should play more, too. So, yeah, if MPJ's out, I like both Millsap and Jamuga Green for value. And that's kind of it. Like, Marcus Howard got a little bit of run. He got eight minutes last game. I guess when Jamal Green's out, he, he could be a candidate for more minutes. But, yeah, that's kind of a wrap for Denver. So let's move on uh, to Phoenix now. And the big three of Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, all in play. My favorite, though, being Chris Paul. And, again, it's the reason is he looked fully healthy. And when we get a fully healthy Chris Paul, he's the guy that has the highest floor out of that big three because the peripheral stats, right, 12, 11 assists, um, and, and he played 36 minutes, which, which is really, really good to see. So um, I think Chris Paul is a pretty safe play with upside. Like him a good amount here. Now Devin Booker, I do think, has the highest ceiling, right? We've, we saw it two games ago, the 70 the seventy bomb. I do think he has a little bit of a lower full floor than Chris Paul uh, when both those guys are fully healthy. But, um, yeah, I mean, he still shot 8 of 12 last game. It's just other guys stepped up, so he didn't have to do as much but still have an interesting booker there at the top if you can afford him. DeAndre Ayton is, is definitely my least favorite of of this big three. He had a solid game last game, went for 20 and 10, and still only 35 fancy points. Uh, he did stay out of foul trouble, but, you know, there's there's risk, right? Because any center going up with Jokic, there's there's good risk for foul trouble. So um, I think Ayton is probably my least favorite of the three. Not saying he's out of play, right? If he can stay out of foul trouble, we should get... 35-plus minutes from him, and he's been a you know pretty solid rebounder, can probably get you close to double-double if he does stay out of foul trouble. Uh, it's just I think he is, again, the riskiest of the big three. Now, Mikel Bridges, he had a massive game last game, massive, 44 fancy points, 23-5-5 five five with two steals and a block. His coming-out party in the playoffs for sure because he's kind of been quiet in the playoffs besides that that last game. Now, the price is at 6.8. It came up. He was at 5.4 last slate. I still think he's in play. I do. But I do think he might be a little bit overowned after that, that most recent game. And Bridges, you know, more out there for his defense. He can have a good offensive game like last game, but you know, he, he's more out there for, for his uh, defensive ability. Um, and the price did come up, so you're paying a premium now. I just think he's too close in price to the big three of Phoenix. So even though I don't like Aiton as much in this slate, I would much rather pay an extra, what, like 1600 for Aiton than Bridges. Uh, so yeah, that, That's my thoughts there with, with Mikel. Not saying he's out of play. Um, again, he should play 30 to 35 minutes. It's just ownership might be slightly inflated after the last big game. Campaign at 6K. So with Chris Paul playing more minutes, the minutes went down for campaign. I think he hovers around the 20-minute mark. Um, he's been a pretty solid player for them in the in the postseason. He's a decent offensive player at six K. I think that's reasonable, but a little bit more of a contrarian option. And then Jay Crowder at five four, again out there for his defense, but Kenny hit some threes. Uh, the price a little more reasonable on him, I think, than than a guy like Bridges. Uh, if you made me pick, I think I would give a slight edge to Crowder over over Bridges. Uh, both are again pretty similar players in the fact that you know good defensive players. Can get hot offensively, but uh, do have a, a decently low four. So uh, with with Crowder, Bridges, you know, both firmly in play, I think I just like the price a little bit better on Crowder than I do Bridges. And a couple other guys I've got to mention here. So Cam Johnson at 3K. Did not have the best game last game. 0 of 2 shooting, 14 minutes, 6 fancy points. I think he gets somewhere around 15 to 20 uh, minutes. And that makes him playable. It's a pretty big risk, though, because um, and Floor is 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 there, right? He, he went for six fancy points last game. Torrey Craig kind of came out of nowhere again. It is a revenge game narrative for him. He went for uh, 24 fancy points in 17 minutes. Now, that's more of an outlier, I think, for like Torrey Craig. But I do think he's going to be in this rotation again and should get, I would say, around 15 minutes, which makes him in play. He's, he's 2-2. Uh, if you need something super cheap, Torrey Craig is fine. And then finally, it was Dario Sarch that they actually played the backup five uh, over Kaminsky. So, if Deandre Ayton gets in some foul trouble, you're going to see Sarch get extended most likely. Like I don't think they go, I don't think they can afford to go small really. So, I think Sarch is an intriguing play because Dario Sarch is actually a decent point per minute guy for DFS. And if we do get that early foul trouble, at Ayton, he's going to come in and he could have a really good game at, at low ownership now. If Aiton stays out of foul trouble, then it's hard to feel great about Sarge, because I think he plays, you know, eight to ten minutes. But if we do get that early foul trouble, you could see Sarge crush. So I'm intrigued by him for that reason, because uh, you, you could play that game. You could play for the foul trouble and, and play Sarge. I don't think it's the worst idea. And Kaminsky got a DNP last game. Um, it, again, it was Sarge that played the backup five over him. And that's really it for uh, Phoenix. So, uh, again... As far as, I'll go over Ross direction more on Patreon if you guys are interested in that as far as, you know, what I think is kind of optimal to go for, 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 this, for this build. Um, you know, at the top, I think Jokic is the clear, you know, spend-up, obviously. High floor, high ceiling. Can you make the argument to fade him? Yeah. If I was making one lineup, though, I would not fade uh, Jokic. And then uh, injury-wise, again, Barton not expected to play. Uh, but MPJ is big. Right, that will change a lot because if Michael Porter Jr. is out, then you got values and guys like Green and Millsap that get a pretty pretty big boost. I'm just trying to think like who else could get extended a bit. Like maybe again Marcus Howard, maybe Shaq Harrison's a candidate for more run if that's the case. You could take like a dart in one of those guys if MPJ does get ruled out and just hope they get extended a bit more. Uh, but really, I think the main beneficiaries would be Green and Millsap. And both those guys are decent point for guys. So again, that's the big piece of news to keep an eye on. Uh, but that is going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. If you Leave a like button on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't live. Again, I will be live tomorrow. Make sure to check it out. Uh, thanks again. Have a great night, guys. And I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.